This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local Fellowship of Christian Athletes show here on KBXL 94.1. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director of FCA. That's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And our co-host, Pablo Moreno. Pablo? Good morning, Ken. Yeah, Pablo is the director for FCA here in uh, Ada County. And our, our guest this morning is Coach Riley Orozco. Riley, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, it's always great being in good company. Yeah, well, it's great to have you. Well, folks, we want to thank our, our sponsors because without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to have the Heart of the Athlete on the air each and every week. And we thank uh, KBXL 94.1 and the Schaefer family for their support of uh, FCA. Also, Mike Verdon and um, Auto and RV Sales there on Fairview Avenue, just uh, down from Eagle Road there on Fairview, just just west of Eagle. And Mike, former Boy State quarterback and uh, just a, a local high school uh uh, football coach. We just appreciate his support, not only of the show, but also of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then uh, Coach Hall, Skip Hall and Associates, uh, former also uh, uh, Boy State coach and coach football. And uh, we appreciate his support. If you got any wealth management um, kinds of questions or investment kinds of questions, you know, uh, uh, give the station a call and we'll get you in touch with Coach Hall. Also, Jim's well drilling. If you need a well drilled on your place, on your property, um, uh, get your current well checked out. Um, give Jim a call. He's a great man of God and does just great work, um, both here in Boise and uh, up towards McCall. And then last uh, but not least, Awakenings Coffee House there on the northeast or northwest corner of Overland Five Mile. Appreciate their support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, well, folks, before we get to start visiting here with Riley, um, we've got uh, our FCA Bowl Breakfast coming up uh, with the with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. The bowl game is on Friday, December twenty second, and. Uh, our, our FCA breakfast that we do is on Thursday morning, uh, December 21st, downtown Boise at the Boise Center. And uh, uh, this year we have uh, A.C. Green, uh, three-time NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's, he'll be our, our keynote speaker. And uh, we'll have a, a, a player from each team, right, Pablo, at, at, at the uh, – you know, they get to share a little bit of their testimony. That's right. It's always great to hear these college athletes share their, their journey of, of faith while playing at these, these levels. So yeah. really encouraging. And we've had, uh, we've just been blessed. We've had over a thousand people there the last four or five years. And last year, I think we had about 1,200. In mm-hmm. fact, Riley, you were yeah. at the one last year with Tom Osborne, right? Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Um, I was amazed how many people were there. And uh, yeah, and it was a good word, good message. Uh, really enjoyed it. And I think I took away a lot. So. Yeah. And then we had a special time with Coach Osborne last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called it Up Close, and uh, he got to share with coaches, which was cool, and a bunch of uh, red-dressed uh, Nebraska fans in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool because you got to ask personal questions. You know, it was very um, up close and personal. Yeah, so this year we'll, we'll be doing the same thing with AC afterwards. And uh, so if you want to get some more information about that, go to our website. It's FCA Idaho. Dot org and you can register you can get lots of information about ac and the event so well riley praise god you were able to join us this morning we are so thankful to the lord and to you that you're able to join us this morning 
So, Riley, you're uh, at Boise State University. You came up here. You coached at uh, Cal State Bakersfield with Mm -hmm. Coach Mike Mendoza. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for the folks that uh, that don't know you, and and you came up here, um, gosh, about a year and a half ago almost now. uh, July 11, 2016 is my first day uh, being a Boise State employee, kind of being a Boise resident, so... That's great. And then you, 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 uh, prior to that, you coach wrestling with coach Mendoza there at Cal State Bakersfield. Yes. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was, and you did that for five, five years. Yeah. So yeah, coach Mendoza and I, we have a little bit of history. Um, he recruited me out at, uh, at a senior nationals in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I remember talking with him at the booth and, and, uh, he recruited me out to Cal State Bakersfield and I wrestled for him and, and coach Kerr for five years, and uh, and then I was fortunate enough where he kept me around to be his assistant <laughs> coach for the next five, and and then uh, you know he made his way up to Boise, and and he asked me to follow him. So wow, yeah. and what weights did you wrestle there at Bakersfield? I wrestled one eighty four and one ninety seven. Wow, yeah. so. and uh, folks, uh, Cal State Bakersfield is in the Pac twelve, correct? With Arizona State, Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Go ahead, Cal Poly, Arizona State, and Oregon State. And then uh, Boise State Form- had a team in the Formerly Pac-12. Yep. And uh, Portland State did a few years ago, and they dropped mm-hmm. so you, wrestling, didn't before, they? Yeah, before, when I first came to college, it was the Pac-10, and so you had um, Arizona State, Stanford, Oregon State, University of Oregon, uh, Cal State Bakersfield, Boise State, UC Davis, Portland State, and Cal Poly. Yeah, so wow. Now, yeah, so there's eight schools, three of which were? Ten schools. Or 10 schools, yeah. yeah. The three of which were not, or four, four of were not. Four were uh, traditional Pac-12 school, or Pac-12 now, Pac-12 right. schools. And yeah, now, unfortunately, they're down to five schools. Right. So. Well, this is really cool. I mean, you wrestled You wrestled there. You uh, you had over 100 victories mm-hmm. in your career, college victories. That's amazing. And uh, you're first to reach uh, the NCAA tournament four all four years mm-hmm. of your career at Bakersfield. Wow. Yeah, it, you know, it'd been kind of a gap between the last guy who did it and myself. And and at the time, I didn't really realize. I just knew, hey, I need to work hard. I just uh-huh. need to work hard. And then right. you kind of look back and like, oh, I guess I did did do something that a lot of people don't do. So, right. That's really cool. Yeah. And then you were a Pac-12 champ one year. What, what mm-hmm. year was that? That was my junior year. So okay. My junior year. At 197. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that was... Uh, that was an interesting year because um, February, I want to say February 10th, 2010, they uh, announced that they're going to discontinue funding for the program at Cal State Bakersfield, being in my junior year. And um, you know, I'm fortunate enough that a group of supporters stepped up, and they're still they're still funding that program today. So going on eight years later, they're wow. still wow. funding that program. That's and, amazing. And, uh, you know, when Coach Mendoza and I were there, it was a group effort with, you know, three or four key people in the community, but we'd raise over a quarter million dollars a year to keep the program. Wow. So every amazing every penny we spent was a penny that we, we earned. So. Uh-huh. Wow, precious. Those yeah. are precious dollars and <laughs> yeah. pennies. Yeah. And so, you know, here we are uh, six, seven months after mm-hmm. Boise State. Uh, President Custra has dropped wrestling there at Boise State, and but you're still on staff there. Yeah. And uh, Coach Mendoza's moved on to Colorado, coaching mm-hmm. at a community college. Mm-hmm. And uh, Levi Jones is still here mm-hmm. locally. And um, so, and we might get into that a little bit with the Boise State thing here in just a little bit. But I wanted to, Pablo and I wanted to you know, find out, how did you get started in sports? And how did you get started in wrestling as a, as a kid? Well, you know, wrestling is kind of interesting. Um, 
interesting story. So I was uh, I was six years old, going on seven at the time, and I have a younger brother who's about three years younger than me, so he just turned four, and um, and he was a mischievous kid, <laughs> in and out. I was my parents always say that after they had me, and I was you know kind of on my way. After a few years, they were going to write a book on how to parent kids because <laughs> you know I did everything I was supposed to do, minding my p's and q's, and then huh. my brother comes along and he just breaks the mold, right? And so, and he just in and out of, not trouble, but just being a, a young, a young boy. And uh, his teachers wanted to put him on Ritalin. You know, he had ADHD or ADD, and, and they're like, no. So we had some family friends that said, you know, let's get him into wrestling. Give him an avenue. <laughs> give him an outlet. You know, to to just run wild and mm. do all these things. And uh, so they were going to do it. There, they signed him up. And the night before practice, you know, we had bunk beds, and I had the top bunk, and he goes, hey, Riley. I go, yeah, what's up? And he goes, I'm scared to go to practice tomorrow. <laughs> I said, oh, well, it'll be all right. And he goes, will you come with me? I'm like, well, I'm not signed up. I told mom and dad I didn't want to do it. Well, I don't want to go if you don't want to go. All right, so the next morning I wake up and go and tell my mom, hey, you know, I, I want to wrestle. And, and my, <laughs> my parents at the time, they didn't really have, you know, two pennies to rub together. And so they kind of budgeted to sign my brother up and whatnot and, Gosh darn it, Riley! Like we asked you a month ago if you wanted to wrestle, <laughs> uh, so I kind of took the heat. And anyway, so that's how I got started wrestling. And uh, you know, 24 years later, I'm still wow. here. And and um, you know, it's I really got to thank my brother for that. You know, I don't. We didn't know at the time, you know, being seven and four years old in our bunk beds, you know, having brotherly <laughs> talks. But you know, it definitely changed my life and put me on a different path. Brought you to Boise. Brought me to Boise. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a great story, Riley. And and along that journey, um, when was the point where it sounds like you had a great mm-hmm. upbringing, you know? Mm-hmm. But when was the point that you personally um, gave your life gave to Jesus? You know, it, it's it's an interesting story. Um, you know, my my uh, my dad he, he grew up going to, to private Catholic schools, and my grandma, you know, she's very religious she's at church every Sunday, and every time I visit her, you know, she's blessed me with holy water. And, <laughs> And, you know, but church was never really a um, a focal point in our family. I mean, the more is just, hey, be honest, be good people, and treat people right. And and that's what I thought. You know, I thought, okay, well, that's what I need to do if I'm going to go to heaven. I always believe there's a God, always believe there's a heaven. And, um, you know, and then I moved to college, and, you know, and I, again, I didn't really attend church. I never um, went to any Bible studies. I had a lot of teammates, you know, who encouraged, like, you know, that's not necessary for me as long as I'm, being a good person, being honest, and treating people fairly, like I'll be okay. And um, so, anyway, after my college career, I didn't accomplish what I, I had set out to accomplish. You know, is to be to never lose a match. I mean, you don't train to lose, and uh, you know, or at a minimum, be an All American. And, and I missed that goal. And you know, so after I graduated, I kind of felt like a little bit angry, a little bit you know disappointed. I worked so hard for something for so long, didn't get it. You know, and they had some other things going on. My mom had some health issues. You know, mm-hmm. she was pretty close to uh, to passing on. And, uh, you know, she recovered from that. But my grandma just passed from lung cancer. And so I was pretty angry, you know, upset. And, you know, why is this, you know, kind of why me? Why me? Pity party. You know, and I remember my dad telling me, like, hey, look, like, remember that Bible I gave you a while back? And I go, yeah. And <laughs> he goes, why don't you start reading that? Hmm. Wow. And so, you know, and so I struggled that. Even then, you know, I still struggled that. And then... um and I said, okay, I need to step back, and I need to look at this from a um, 
more of an objective point, you know, and I started looking at the mentors in my life, the people who, when I need to make a decision, who I call and, you know, the common denominator was, is they're all believers. Mm. Okay. You know, and they're all pretty positive people. They're all have had their trials and they've all made it through. And so I kind of, you know, Coach Mendoza, you know, he invited me to church and, and, and oh. um, there's a, a mentor I have, Daryl Pope, you know, again, he always talked about it. And, uh, but the, the hammer and uh, is my wife, you know, and then girlfriend. And she grew up in the church, uh, strong in her faith, uh, does her daily devotions every single day. Um, and I remember we were dating, and, uh, and I was still kind of back and forth on the fence. I hadn't fully committed to, um, you know, to you know, going to church and, and turning my life over to Christ. And I, and I asked her, I go, so, you know, why do I have to go to church every Sunday? You know, if I do everything, you know, that's laid out in front of me in the Bible, this is not good enough. You know, I don't have my own relationship with Jesus. And she, she pretty much said, look, if we're going to go any further, you know, this is important to me. This is something important that I want for my family in the future. So, you know, wow. uh, you know, I love you, and, and obviously I want you around, but this is kind of a non-negotiable. And so I said, okay, you know, and it uh, hasn't been easy, but it's been great ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So it's awesome. Your your wife and girlfriend then had yeah. the courage to to lay the law down on uh, this wrestler. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know, and it's against maybe a wrestler's nature sometimes because <laughs> you know when you're twenty, twenty one years old, I mean you're as strong as you've ever been, and you don't ever think it's going to end, right? And mm. and you like to control situations, especially being wrestlers. That's what we get rewarded for controlling our opponent, and so that's right. So it's it's a tough thing to grapple with too. Um, you know, turn turn your life over and sometimes just have faith and let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of, Riley, is, uh, you know, every wrestler loves to get their hand raised mm-hmm. at the end of the match, you know, in victory, you know, have it raised by the referee, uh-huh. signifying that you were the victor. Mm-hmm. But having both hands raised is a sign of surrendering to God. So yeah. as you're describing that, it, it, it reminded me of it, that picture of you, both hands up, surrendering yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. That's a beautiful... Just a beautiful picture to, to think about. So yeah, that's awesome. And and since that time, it sounds like you've probably been in the Word and yeah. going deeper in your faith with Jesus. Um, what would you say is a go to verse or a, a theme verse for your life? You know, Pablo, let's ask like ask me which one of my favorite hunting dogs was my favorite. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what depends, comes to you right uh, now. It depends on the day, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I got a couple, but I really like reading the book of Matthew. Mm. For some reason, I always gravitate towards that. And um, book of Matthew, uh, chapter 7, verse 13, uh, narrow and wide gates. Enter through the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. Mm. And... You know, I, I preached, you know, to my wrestlers that you got to be intentional every single day. You mm-hmm. know, if you ask anyone who's accomplished anything great, not necessarily in sports, business, you know, having a good family, it's intentional. They get up with the plan every morning and they work to execute that plan. Plans may change, but they're working mm-hmm. to execute. It's intentional. You just don't wake up one day and have all these accolades. You don't wake up one day, have a successful business, and you don't wake up one day and have a, a great family. It's intentional. And it's just a reminder that... um you know, it's tough. It's tough. And, and anything that's worth anything is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, so walking that narrow road, going through that narrow gate, I mean, you have to be intentional with it. You know, 
the day that I get up and I just kind of cruise on autopilot is the day that I might start going towards the wide gate, the mm. wide road. And, um, and so it's, that's something that always sticks with me, you know? And like I said, if you ask me tomorrow, I might have a different feeling. And <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's, like I said, with my, with the way, you know, I, I feel that people should conduct themselves is be intentional. Don't, mm-hmm. don't just float. That's good. That's good that you said, uh, you know, be intentional about your Bible reading the day yeah. you get a little lazy with that. It, you're mm-hmm. right. It's so easy to mm-hmm. just slip off. I, I've heard this quote um, when it comes to the Bible. This book will keep you from sin, mm-hmm. but sin will keep you from this book. Mm-hmm. And it's just the importance about daily getting in the mm-hmm. Word. You know, I, I really enjoy reading a chapter of Proverbs a day, a chapter of Proverbs a day. Keep the drama trauma away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 31, 31 chapters, it's a chapter each day, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here the last few minutes, we're visiting with Coach Riley Roscoe, who uh, was an assistant. Is, is it a what? Is it a past? Officially, my title is still assistant wrestling coach at Boise State. Uh-huh. Um, they ex- and I'm fortunate enough to where they extend my contract, uh, and, and I'm helping them out with doing um, some game day operations, some logistics type stuff. I know they have uh, kind of an undertaking with the first round of the NCAA basketball tournament coming this year. So, so you're going to help with that, huh? I'm helping kind of coordinate with that. Um, like I said, it's not my ideal situation, but again, this is where you got to have faith, you know, right now. And my daddy's battling some, some, uh, you know, health issues and, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is providing me an opportunity to, you know, still stay employed, but still be there for family. Um, and be able to take advantage of, you know, sick leave mm-hmm. and, and pay time off. So yeah. well, I don't know why things happen, but they happen, right? Right. I mean, that's that's cool that the ADE, Kurt Apsey, and, mm-hmm. and his staff extended your contract for, I guess, almost a full year, mm-hmm. you know, from the time that uh, President Custra dropped wrestling there at Boise State. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, you know, being a Christian, being mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus, how, how do you think that has helped you in your coaching? Because I, I know that Pablo and I get to – be around the program last year, get to know quite a few of the wrestlers mm-hmm. there. And um, and the influence you guys had on them and yeah. the, your, your faith on them. Yeah, so how, how did knowing Jesus and integrating that into your life as a as a husband to your wife and as a coach at Boise State, how, how did that affect you? How did that help you? Now, you know, it's uh, I really think it comes down to humility. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is humility, um, you know, understanding that. I may not necessarily be the end-all, be-all. You know, sometimes, especially in a sport like wrestling where it's a team sport, but it's individualized, where, you know, you can get so wrapped up focusing on yourself, your needs and what your wants and what you need to do, um, but understanding, that, you know, there's a bigger picture. You know, there's a bigger game plan. And, you know, obviously, I'm a, I define myself as a wrestler, but that's not the first thing I define myself as. You know, I define myself first as being a Christian follower, you know, um, a loving husband, and then wrestler slash wrestling coach. Uh-huh. You know, and just kind of understanding that, like I said, there's there's a bigger picture that I need to work for. Yep. I, I love that word. You use humility, you mm-hmm. know. Um, man, I, there's a – I think it's coming out more and more, like even in the business world. You're not – you're not humble. Yeah. People are going to want to work with you. Yeah. You know, you, you, might, you might succeed, but you're going to succeed alone. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's a verse that comes to mind, Micah 6, 8. That's like my go-to when just, it's a good, I think, daily verse to revisit. But he says, oh, people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you, to do what's right, to love mercy, 
and to walk humbly with your God. I mean, those are, talk about staying on the straight and narrow. I mean, mm-hmm. what a great way. Do what's right. Yeah. L- be merciful, you know, and, and walk humbly with God. I, I believe because when you live that way, when you're living in a way that's right and you're merciful, God will God will bless that mm-hmm. and be humble in those blessings, you know, so. Yeah, I can't speak to anyone else's experiences, but at times I know I start getting full of myself is the time I get knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a verse too. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. That's oh, good. That's great. Um, well, as we're getting ready to, to wind down here, Riley, uh, maybe what's what's one point that you would give to a, a coach out there in any form of, of sport, but that you have uh, incorporated into your life that you would um, give to those who are listening? You know, uh, kind of a two-point answer here. First one, you know, I had a mentor um, tell mm-hmm. me that. He asked me, he goes, who who matters in the room? Because obviously you got people who are at different levels. And he goes, who matters in the room? And and I told him, or kind of, well, I'm not sure, kind of rhetorical question. And he goes, if they're breathing, they're mad. They matter. And so, all right. And, um, you know, it's anyone who's willing to work, I'm willing to work with. I mm-hmm. don't care if they're third string, first string, 10th string, walk on, full scholarship. If they want to work, and then it's my job to work just as hard as they are. Mm. Um, and, and just, you know, trying to lift people up. I think that's the big thing is trying to lift people up and pour into them and, and get the most out of them. You know, coach kind of a short time, but one of my prouder accomplishments is, and I had a guy by the name of Ruben Franklin, hardest working guy I've been around. Mm. Guy just to, just goes hard, doesn't know anything else. And, uh, you know, even a joke, you know, his roommate's, on road trips, be like, he even like sleeps hard. Like he's like moving <laughs> in his sleep. And uh, his freshman year, true freshman year, he was like four, four and 13, four and 14 with one division one win. Mm-hmm. And his senior year, you know, he was um, ranked high as uh, fourth in the nation. And uh, spent a lot of time with them. Uh, got, you know, a lot of black eyes, fat lips, you know, trying to teach him, <laughs> you know, some wrestling. But, uh, you know, but it's a guy that I'm proud of, watch him grow and watch him develop. And, and it's easy to get wrapped up in the, the wins and the losses. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't a star coming out of high school and it would have been easy to kind of dismiss him and look for the next big recruit. But he wanted to work. And so it was my job to make sure that I provided the environment mm-hmm. that he needed. And uh, what I'm more proud to say is, you know, not only, you know, did he become a great wrestler, uh, you know, he graduated with above a 3.5 GPA, Hmm. and he um, is working or he's studying for the MCATs. He's going to be an orthopedic surgeon. Wow. He wants to open up his own sports uh, orthopedic wow. uh, institute type stuff. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm proud of. And, and even just that the last – I'm proud of all my wrestlers, but, you know, at last class at Bakersfield, we graduated seven seniors. Well, one's going to seminary school. One's an engineer. One's coaching with Coach Mendoza. Uh, one's getting ready to go to um, – you know, med school, Mervyn wow. Franklin, and then two more are with uh, working on being uh, highway patrolmen. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, great. Contributing to the communities yeah. around them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Riley, we just have a just about a minute left here. I wanted to just close with this question. Maybe you could respond to this for 20, 25 seconds. But you started coming to a, a coach's huddle, an FCA mm-hmm. coach's huddle that we got started here just for wrestling coaches, but we have others around the valley. How, what has that meant for you, and why? If we, maybe we have some other coaches or some spouses of coaches, why should a coach get involved in something like this that you've been a part of here this last couple months? Well, quick little answer. You know, you gotta 
pastor is getting ready to go give the word on Sunday, and he's got his nice, clean suit, and uh, he gives his wife a kiss, gives his son a hug, and as he's walking out the door, you know, he waves goodbye, and uh, he trips, and he falls, he falls in mud, and so he had a nice, clean, you know, white shirt. Does that mud turn that shirt brown, or does that shirt turn that mud white? And it's the people you surround yourself with, you know, you're an average of the, your five friends or the people you hang around with. And, um, you know, so if I'm always looking to put, put myself in a situation where I got good people around me, you know, I'm probably going to be held accountable for my actions and, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to make good decisions. That's great. That's, that's a good. That's a great answer. That's so, good. Yeah, we've got a lot of those coaches huddles going on. So, folks, if you're interested, you can get a hold of Pablo and I at fcaidaho.org, and we'll get we'll get you in touch with a coaches huddle near you. Awesome. And just one quick reminder, um, folks: uh, Thursday, December 21st, we're going to be having our famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast, and we'd love to have you there. It's been a great blessing to the community in the years past. This year, we're having AC Green come out. It's going to be an amazing time. Two, uh, two teams, student testimonies, keynote speaker, 7.30 to 9.15 at Boise Center. You can find out more information at fcaidaho.org. Riley, we just praise God that you're able to join us. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, thank you.